Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show here to give you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time and it's time to celebrate a Nick a big Nick's win because you guys deserve it okay they did not believe in us ESPN guys are saying oh the Knicks are gonna lose the Cavs everybody voted all the Cavs are gonna be the favorite series to win the series no because we got him we got Jalen Brunson we got a whole squad who's ready to take down the Cavs and the Knicks beat the Cavs in convincing fashion Suiting up for that gentleman's sweep, 102-293, all right? R.J. Barrett, the Bodman. Oh, y'all got him talking smack about R.J. Barrett. Takes aging like old milk, okay? R.J. Barrett gives you 26 points, two rebounds, and one assist. Josh Hart, the reincarnation of John Starks, gives you 19 points, six rebounds, and six assists. Mitch, the block nest monster, gives you 12 points, 11 rebounds, and two blocks, double-double for a block nest monster. Hartenstein only gives you five points with eight huge rebounds and two assists, and two blocks and two steals. And it was 19 points between our two men. And also, Randall did not see any minutes, but Obi Toppin gets 20 minutes off the bench. The Knicks win the rebounding battle 59 to 42, and we take it home and the Knicks win. So guys, stick your chest out. The Knicks are on their way. Second round loading. Let's go, New York. Let's go. Okay. So salute to you guys supporting the channel, KOT. Salute to you guys. Salute to all the fans who endured all the losing seasons to get to this point. And enjoy this. Enjoy this moment. Enjoy the, the victory. Enjoy the fact that we actually have a team, a complete team that even when other guys are down, other guys aren't playing bad, we still found a way to win. And that's really important. So shout out to you guys and shout out to the KOT supporters as well. All right. Now, I'm going to introduce you to my guys. I'm going to introduce you first and foremost. It is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. First and foremost, Brunson, he's outside. He's the outside. Five-nine, he's outside. He's outside. Josh Hart, he's outside. He's outside. He's outside. He's outside. He's outside. And last but not least, who's outside? Tom Coach of the year. Higher Tibbs. Extend. Yo, take my super chat money, dog. Take all the money, bro. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau, you did that, man. You did that. Man. <laughs> you deserve all the money and all the praise that you get. And I, I shot you. And I got to introduce you to Mr. ESPN contributor, posting and toasting contributor, dead spin contributor, man, Lee Escobedo. What's going on, Lee? It's over, baby. It's over. I, I want Tibbs re-signed ASAP. Put the name on the dotted line. Tibbs is my coach. Top five coach in the NBA, baby. Dylan, I told y'all bums we win the first round. <laughs> I told y'all we win the first round. I told y'all we would beat the Cavs. I told y'all, baby. I believe Tom Thibodeau would have his best coaching season with the Knicks this season. And what is he? Outside, baby. Let's go. Let's go. The, the sign destroyed, never to return. Son, son, I'm telling merch, my man Alex. We got to get some new merch. We got we got to get higher Tib shirts. All right. <laughs> yes. We got to get higher Tib shirts. All right. If I see any, listen, you other you other shows, y'all be taking my stuff on the low. All right. If I see you higher Tib shirts, I'm coming after you. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> coming after you. I'm not gonna be quiet. I'll be, be seeing stuff and I'll be staying quiet. I won't be. I won't be. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. I I I I just I'm so hyped right now. I want to start out by saying something. Um all season, or half the season, I was really worried about the other guys on our team. 
I saw Jalen Brunson was him, right? When the first on the show was pointing out that this guy could be an all-star, um, he's gonna be all he's gonna be like an all NBA candidate one day. He definitely got stubbed for the all-star game. But for me, when I'm looking at how this team can be successful, I'm looking at when Jalen Brunson is trapped, because you heard me say for the last like 30 games, when Jalen Brunson is trapped, can we make plays? Who's going to step up? Because when the ball is in his hands and it's one-on-one in ISO, that man can cook. But what happens when the ball gets out of his hands? And today, R.J. Barrett happened. R.J. Barrett has arrived. The Badman has arrived. He played off Brunson's attention perfectly. First play of the game, goes to the hole, finishes over tall players all night long, relentless. Everything that we told him he needed to work on at the beginning of the season, not finishing around the basket, he did that. He did that, competed defensively, finished around the basket, remained aggressive, and took advantage of the extra attention that Jalen Brunson has. Big game from R.J. Barrett. One of the biggest games, back-to-back big games. I see some of y'all talking about, oh, can he do it two games in a row? Can he do it? Yes, he can. All right? So shout-out to R.J. Barrett. Huge, huge game. His coming-out party, 26 points, two rebounds, and one assist. And uh, who's itching to talk about the bottom I, I, I'm going to hand it off. I'm handing it off today. I think Ryan should. R- Ryan has been uh, chronicling R.J. Barrett's ups and downs better than any single Knicks analyst in the entire United States. He, he has been, I, in my opinion, brilliantly describing why we should not lose faith in the man based on stats, on facts, and objective opinion. So I want to let Ryan go first. Go ahead. Let's go, Ryan. Yeah, man. Um yeah, RJ Barrett, you see, this is why, because after games one and two, I understand Barrett was not playing well, but I think for Knicks fans to unfairly point him out as if he was the only guy playing playing bad in those games in Cleveland, I thought was very unfair. And I pointed it out to, I was like, at least in those games in Cleveland, RJ Barrett at least played aggressively. Yes. He at least tried to make something happen on offense. He did not play scared in Cleveland. The only difference is that he brought that same energy to New York, and I think with the crowd behind him, that pretty much got him going, and he was able to show up in these in these two games in New York. And RJ Barrett basically he just went to his strength. Yeah, his strength yeah. is getting to the basket, and the Knicks and the Knicks I think they made good good adjustments to help RJ Barrett get to the basket. They they set multiple screens, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on um near the three point line, which allows Barrett to like go to a strong left hand. And allow him to get to the basket. And when he's going to the basket, not only is he finishing at the rim in in a variety of ways, but he's also passing the ball out as well. And he's made some good passes in this game as well. And he's finishing at the rim. And he's playing good on defense as well. I mean, we've complained about RJ's defense for probably maybe the majority of the season, but he's stepping up on the defensive end as well. And RJ Barrett has proven that he's an integral piece to add, and the reason as to why the Knicks took these two home games in New York. Absolutely. I think what makes it so special about R.J. Bear is that we drafted him and we stuck by him and we've seen the really terrible shooting efficiency and shooting splits year after year. But the one thing I think all of us have pointed to is when it's a big moment, a clutch moment, um, a tie game, you need a bucket to, to get up or to send to overtime, he has stepped up time and time again. Thanks. He might be 0 for 8 from the three-point line, but he will hit that one when it matters the most. And I think his teammates have believed in him. You haven't heard of any internal dissension or trade rumors coming from inside the Knicks organization about you know him having a bad attitude or being a bad teammate or a locker room cancer. Everything about the kid has some positive tips. has said repeatedly that he has a strong mental fortitude and he doesn't get down on himself, which I think you're starting to see that. And we've been saying over and over, the kid is 22 years old. When I was 22 years old, man, I was five hours late to my job because I was getting <laughs> wasted and trying to pick up chits at the bar the night before. I was a hot, sloppy mess. That's who, I mean, look at who this kid is at 22. He's a professional baller. He's clutch. He's a great teammate. He's yeah. a great human being. He's a great person. So it feels great to be able to criticize him when the evidence before you shows you you should, but also celebrate him when the evidence shows you that he deserves it. And tonight, this was his best 
game of his career today, and we need it bad with Julius Randle and no-show. Facts, facts, facts. Now, here's the thing with RJ. You mentioned earlier, Lee, the big moments. There were some moments in here when we needed a bucket. The third quarter was a pressure cooker moment, and there was a couple people who stepped up in that third quarter. One of those people were our, was RJ Barrett. We couldn't score, and we kind of a little bit frazzled. Um, you think that the announcer even mentioned it. He kind of broke the momentum. He got the rebound. We already know the game plan. It's hard to score in these Cavs with a set defense. So he went to the hole. And usually when he's going to the hole and it's one on four, I'm screaming at him to pull it back. Wait for your teammate. But this time I'm just <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> Do it, RJ. You, you got it going, man. You're already finishing over Jared Allen. You're finishing over two people. Put the pedal to the metal. Stops the bleeding. Gets a layup when we needed it, when we couldn't score for a huge amount of times. RJ Barrett stepped up big when we needed to. So it's 26 points, but a lot of those points were loud points. Uh, usually Jalen Brunson is the guy who stops the bleeding. Uh, RJ stopped the bleeding today. So you got to extra, extra gunshots, RJ Barrett. Like Lee said, it feels even more special because this is homegrown New York talent. When he came here, he said, yo, son, I'm a Nick. And I can imagine when he was drafted by the New York Knicks, he was imagining days like this when guys are chanting his name in the garden. And, have, and, and seeing him perform in the big moments. So big shout out to R.J. Barrett. Had a huge, huge, huge game, man. There was a lot of big performances today, a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going with it. I'm going to keep going with it and get to the big shot, man. My man, Brunson. I, don't, I know Mr. Big Shot is usually the name <laughs> reserved for the aforementioned Chauncey Billups, but Big Shot Brunson is here to stay too. 29 points, six rebounds, six assists. Yeah, yeah, rock, yo, rock that JV. Yo, rock that. T-shirt is hard, man. T-shirt is hard. T-shirt is hard. Brunson, man. I had a, a couple of hot takes on Brunson. I was called crazy when I said Jalen Brunson is an all-star early. Now everybody's on an all-star train. It's called crazy. Now people was like, oh, he's going to be all NBA. Game one, I told you guys, I believe Jalen Brunson is better than Donovan Mitchell. I do. Yep. I do. And I, was, I told you guys, listen, it's early right now, but if we win this series, which it looks like we will, we're going to have to revisit that conversation once again because ESPN and those guys, they came out early. And every conversation started with Donovan Mitchell is the best player of the series. Every conversation started like that. And I'm here to tell you guys, no, Donovan Mitchell can get downhill fast. He makes quick decisions. Yes. But when the game slows down and the pressure's on the line, there's no, there's not many people better than Jalen Brunson in the clutch who can go into that operated system in that paint and cook you no matter who it is. And, in the beginning of the season, longer guys would stop him. Oh, you know how to stop him? Put two on him. He's cooking two. He's passing out double teams. Oh, you know how you stop him? Put a, a long game with length on him. He's cooking Okoro too. Okoro who? Anybody who is in front of him is barbecue chicken. Okay? You cannot stop this man. And just because he's not fast, just because he's not speedy, just because he can't jump out the gym, does not mean he's not better than other people who can do the same. He outthinks you, he outpivots you, he is the master of acceleration and deceleration, and he is him, he is Jalen Brunson, he is my point guard, and he's gonna be the all-star of the New York Knicks. Jalen, what would I say in the beginning of a season about Jalen Brunson, in what'd terms of being a free agent signing? What'd you say, what'd you say? Remind the me. Best free agent, best free agent signing since Allen Houston, let me tell you right now. Absolutely. He's gonna be better than Allen Houston. Absolutely. He will, by the end of his career, he will. And he will be on this team when we win a championship. Yeah. Bank, bank it, bet it, book it, 100%. He will be our point guard. He's a dog. I'm, I mean, you know, I was saying a lot of like F Mark Cuban, like I hate Mark. You know what? God bless that bum. Because his <laughs> bum IQ, his terrible business acumen, his ass ability to build a contender around Luka Doncic helped us, him drop the ball, botch it, destroy that relationship and got us Jalen Brunson. So you know what, Mr. Cuban? I appreciate you, brother. I've been dogging you a lot in the media right now. I'm going to step back. I'm actually going to send you a box of donuts to your, your, your office <laughs> this week 
And you know what? The donuts don't spell out one word, three letters. B-U-M. Let's go. <laughs> man, you got to be using sleep at night. You could have signed this man for $52 million? Cheap. Pennies yep. on the dollar. Cheap. Fumbled that bad, bro. Fumbled. Mother man's trash. Is mother man's treasure, man. They hurting right now. Shout out to Luca hurting. I feel you, my guy. I feel you. You probably going to be next to exit soon. I ain't going to hold you. We'll welcome you with open arms, my friend. Let's start the dynasty now. You listen, I'm <laughs> to the point where our team death is so crazy. I want to be very careful on getting the right superstar in the right circumstance because of our team death. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about that. We just got a super chat. We will also look back and say the best trade never made. I can't pronounce that. It's like two Egyptian signs. Yeah. Two, I, don't know what, I don't know what the hell that name is, but <laughs> my God, you're 100% right. We should address the Donovan Mitchell no trade. That's a huge, important milestone for this season. Yeah. Yeah. Back. Stephen A. <laughs> Calm out. Back. Stephen A, who all of a sudden is a Knicks fan again. <laughs> go ahead, Jim. Go, go ahead, Ryan. No, I just wanted to add one, like, just a few things about Brunson, because, you know, y'all pretty much said everything about Brunson today. Um, Yeah, Brunson has shown that he is a better clutch player than Donovan Mitchell. He, he just is. And this is the second series in a row where Brunson is outplaying Donovan Mitchell. And then on top of that, like, this is, you see, this is why I said this is outside because Cleveland made an adjustment in the third quarter that allowed him to get back into the game where they started to attack Brunson on defense mm-hmm. and they had Brunson, and they had Brunson on Garland. And that's how Garland was able to get off because Garland was basically just taking on Brunson and pretty much, you know, finding his rhythm and scoring. And Thibs made a lineup change in that third quarter, which pushed Brunson onto like, I want to, I want to say it was Osmond. I think he was guarding. Yep. It was Osmond. Yeah. He made a lineup, lineup change to hide Brunson on defense again. And then once that happened, that's when the Knicks started to, to start to play better. And Brunson was able to, um, you know, go off on offense as well. And Brunson just had a good game today. You know, he's, he's proven that he is the top clutch. He is the top clutch player in, this series and you know y'all y'all right like Brunson is all like all, all I'm saying is this dude dying for Mitch I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to hear the name Jalen Brunson because it's the second year in a row where Jalen Brunson's out playing him in a in a playoff series in the first round. Absolutely. I heard so many god awful takes before the season started from a lot of non-Nit fans. It, you always know when someone doesn't watch the Knicks when they say something about three lefties. Anything about a left-handed player <laughs> or, or like three left-handed players on the court, that's a guaranteed sign that that person, one, doesn't watch the Knicks. Two, that's right, they watch back at basketball. And three, probably have more than one bum-ass opinion on it in the NBA. Like, that is such an ass take. Does our three lefties at different times this season have balled out and two of the three of them won us this game of night, having no issues spacing the floor and find their spots? Absolutely. Absolutely. These guys don't know. Not everybody knows our team, man. I was arguing with the Cavs player the last game. He was trying to tell me that Jalen Brunson wasn't the leader of the team and it was Julius Randle. I'm like, dog, you don't watch the Knicks. Don't. Yep. <laughs> just stop, stop debating me because you watch two games a year and you just be four games a year. Sorry, because when our team plays yours. And you watch ESPN highlights. Don't tell me about my team. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. If you didn't know that Jalen Brunson was the leader of the team, he knows today. Go ahead, Ryan. No, and it and it brings me back to I think because on Twitter, you know, a lot of people be posting a bunch of trash, and you know, Knicks fans on Twitter be calling them out. And I I recall one of Lee's tweets earlier this week where this guy pretty much said that game one that Cleveland played their worst, but then the Knicks played near their best in that game and one I was like that's how you know people do not watch the Knicks and they just comment anything just to comment because I'm like the Knicks didn't play their their best in the game one either they were able to steal game one and and I'm just like yo people just be saying anything out their ass and 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 it's clear that they don't watch the Knicks they just comment just to comment Randall has still been playing like ass we even talk about that I'm not even gonna open those can of worms yet because we got callers (laughs) and they might they might want to open up that word. right <laughs> just, i'm gonna leave some topics for y'all to talk about i'm gonna read the super chats and then i'm gonna get to these callers because this game has got me so hyped i can really talk all day i'm trying not to i'm i'm trying to be a point guard i'm trying to talk <laughs> because i can My really do, i'm so hyped. i can really do like probably like a two-hour show by myself today but i'm yo, like yo, <laughs> yo, like i'm gonna be dead ass like honestly 
it's hard for me to analyze these games because when I'm watching these games, I'm watching like a damn fan and like my emotions are going up and down all damn game. And it's like, I'm just so freaking hyped. It's like, sometimes when the podcast comes up, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck to talk about. I'm, like, oh, <laughs> I'm just so hyped. Like, you know what I mean? Like, That's an all-time Ryan quote. All-time Ryan quote. Man. Oh, my God. I'm dead. Oh, my gosh. Why? Why? <laughs> Oh man, YouTube abs don't kill us, please. All right. Oh, I love that. I apologize for the profanity, but I'm just hyped, man. I need that on a shirt. Let's go. Oh man. All right, yo, let's get, let's get to these super chats. And oh, guys, I'm gonna tell you something. I need those super chats to get. Uh, my computer is officially too old. That's why you've been seeing all these shoppy videos lately. I talked to a guy today. <laughs> he was just like, yo, it's time to go that thing away. So I'm getting a new computer. So Super Chats will be helping going to the, the computer fund and to pay the rights. So shout out to you guys for helping out right now. All right. Shout out to Paris, who sent a $2 Super Chat. Said, send me the bill for RJ salary today. It's on me. Come to the altar. Come, yo, we got to come to the altar. The RJ Barry haters might have to come to the altar today. We already did it with IQ. Did it with Randall. RJ Barry haters might have to come to the altar today. It's still not too late to get on the bandwagon and love oh, this Jay. man like he should. So come to the altar Jay. and put your RJ hate sins away. What's up? Jay, I'm coming to the altar today too. We don't have a one-on-one by Tom Thibodeau. Oh, I'm coming comes, to the altar, baby. You coming to the altar? Let's I'm coming to the altar by Tom Thibodeau. Come, come, come. I got to give you a hug, my brother. All right? We had our battles. <laughs> I told you. I am coming, man. I'm getting on my knees. I'm asking for forgiveness. My sins, Tibbs, I was wrong about you. Listen, you changed. That must be said. He evolved. He is not the same coach. He's not doing the same things right now that he was doing back in December. This isn't like, oh, all of a sudden, like my eye, you know, the, the scales of my eyes went away. No, he changed. So right. it's has been wrong in the last couple of months, and I've said this repeatedly, to continue calling for his head when he's been coaching his ass off. Now he's doing it in the playoffs. Cool. This might be the best series he's ever coached in his entire coaching tenure. He's only beat a higher seed one other time in 2013. This will be the second time. And to me, this is a bigger series. This Cavs team's better than that Nets team back in 2013. That was old and veteran and washed up. This is a good team with a superstar and Donovan Mitchell in quotations. This is a great tips performance. And that benching of Randall is the single greatest adjustment I have seen Tibbs made in the three years he's been a head coach. Because I use the word symbiotic because the way that they enable each other, he cut that cord tonight and benched them in favor of Obi Toppin in a playoff game, a must-win at home. Yo, that was the best move in Tibbs' career. My hat's off to him. Never saying fire Tibbs again. He's done his job in New York. Now let's do some more. Let's go. I was trying to roll slow walk the dog into that conversation, but Lee like, wow, whatever, it's cool. We here. We, <laughs> you know what? I don't, think it's the, I don't even think it's the, the hardest. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the greatest move, but I think it was the hardest move for him. You know what I'm saying? Like I it feel like he's made a lot of great tactical adjustments, but I think and Ryan G, your your, your camera just went blurry all of a sudden. Um, but I I think it's the light behind me. That's why I can't. Okay, there you apart. go. There you go. <laughs> So, yeah, I think he's made a lot of great, impactful, tactical moves this whole series. But the fact that he benched Obi, that he benched Randall for Obi, is kind of just like, like you said, Lee, cutting the cord. It's like a security blanket for him, you know? It's a comfort. You know what? I I'm used to doing this every day at AM out of habit. I'm going to just keep doing this until, like, he finally let that go today. Yep. And it worked out me for us for the back. Me and Raw disagree on a lot. But one thing we agreed on, this would be the best season for Tibbs as a head coach of the Knicks. I believe that going into the season, that he was going to finally evolve and change because he had the point guard to take the offensive steaming out of his hands. And sure enough, here we are, baby. Round two, let's go. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yes, sir. Right, let me get to these rest of these Super Chats. Um, 499 Super Chat from Russell Reed says, KOT, we outside, Tibbs outside, Tibbs finally paired with a competent front office. Chicago front office, Minnesota Tibbs as president. Oh, Chicago front office trash. Minnesota Tibbs as president trash. Leon Rhodes, Ninja P, Parrot, fire. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Shout out to people who's around for the Ninja P area. Shout out to. <laughs> I'm bringing Ninja P back. He's coming back soon. 
Another two dollar super chat from Echelon saying the two dollar super chat says we will also look back and say the best trade never made. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get yeah. to these calls. We got three callers up. First caller up is Ken. What's going on, Ken? Yeah. Hello. What's going on? Hey, fellas. Actually, it's Jr. I'm oh. calling from Florida. Oh, what's going on, Jr. Way of uh, Hampstead. Yeah, by way of Hampstead, New York, be extra. It's been a minute since I called you. Um, Jay Ellis, um, Ryan G, Lee, gentlemen. Yeah. We outside. Yeah. It's cold. I'm gonna keep it. Yo, I I, I told you, Jay Ellis. I haven't I haven't called in the whole season. I've been listening every show. I don't miss a show. Last time I spoke to you, I was complaining about the way they were using Evan Fournier. Oh yeah. It's been a minute yeah. since I called, man, and I have to, I, I have to, I have to let you know, man. I gotta, I gotta talk to you, Jalen. I gotta talk, to you, brother. Talk to me. Um, couple things, man. A couple things. First thing is, man, you got a real one with Lee, man. You got a real one. When I saw Lee with the KOT hat and that's the why put it on. Oh yeah. I was like, yo, this dude is a real one, man. That's a fact. And I gotta give you props too, the SNY contribution. I mean, you guys are going places, man. I love the show and. I had to come here because this is the only place where I know I'm with real Knicks fans. Not no corporate, nothing. We, this is real Knicks fans. Yeah, let's Knicks go. Club. This is like real right now. That's right. This is the only place. Let us know. Now, second, second, man, second. I got to just say, man, I mean, we're all on the same age. I'm like my early 30s. I'm sure you guys are around the same age, you know, so we, we're experiencing something. I just look a little Me, young. personally, I <laughs> somehow, somehow I fell in love with Eddie Curry post-ups and and Kurt Thomas hard fouls and like that was like I was too too young to appreciate the you and me and and I'm still one that it still stings to me a little bit that they didn't let Donnie Walsh execute his plan because I was just happy to get contracts like Malik Rose and Jerome James off the book <laughs> and, and when the whole thing happened with Carmelo that we gave away our whole team for Melo I love Melo don't yeah. get me wrong but. I, I always have that compete where it's like, why you have to be greedy, bro? Understand. Why you couldn't let us keep Gallo and Ill Will and everybody? Why you had to do that? Yeah. With that being said, Jalen Brunson yeah. has quickly become my favorite snake of all time. I love oh, yeah. this man. Yeah. Me and my brothers call him Jesus Brunson. Our two chops is full. Jesus is all different posts with Brunson's hair. We love this man. Oh Brunson is the truth. He is the real truth. Nah, There's fact. nothing nobody can tell me. He is the truth. And I'm a, I'm a, I gotta say this, man, because I love like I I know you guys feel the happiness that I feel that every true Nick fan feels. I'm just happy that I got my nine year old son here becoming mm. a fan during mm. the playoffs. He don't got to fall in love with Eddie Curry like that. He don't got, like, when Shannon Frobby talking, not picking up, it still hurts me. They're like, yo, do my work. What you doing, work? Like, that's how I feel. But, like, now my son gets to fall in love with a team Mm. like this. Man. And guess what? man. And guess what? The Nets just got swept the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Get him out of here. Get him out of here. It's, it's more hard to weird, yo. Let me tell you this. My, my younger brother's a man in East Church, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I've been telling you. Let them get through the first round. I've been praying. I hate Miami over any other team, but I've been telling him, please, take care of the Bucks or at least hurt Giannis. I mean, I'm sorry, don't hurt Giannis, but at the same time, hurt Giannis, so you have to allow 100%. So we can get through the second round, 100%. Let us see Boston in there. Let us see Boston in the East Church. We're going to the finals this year. Let it be known. Oh Let God. it be known in the NBA. We're going all the way. Nobody can tell me nothing. That man Brunson, he, he, he got ice in his face. He ain't scared of nobody. Anybody from the Western Conference can get it. Bullets for everybody. Much love for the KOT. Let's get it. We in the building. We in the building. We outside. We I'm not with injuring Giannis. I'm not with injury on everybody else. We can omit everything else though. I'm with that. I'm with everything else though. Everything. <laughs> Ooh, Knicks fans, we hyped today. We hyped. Oh man. Ooh, we 
We didn't even get to the rest of the game. Next caller up. What you got? I don't even know who's on anymore. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? This is Big Reaper. Thanks for taking my call. What's going on, Big Reaper? Yo, I'm calling today because I'm coming to the altar. You know, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've definitely sinned. Come on, uh, I'm a fan. What's uh, what I said about Tom Thibodeau. Let's go. Uh, called him a hypocrite. So I said he never holds, uh, you know, Julius Randle accountable, but mm-hmm. All that ended today. Mm-hmm. For the first yep. time in his tenure, he actually held Julius accountable sure today. Did. And it does not it doesn't even really have a ton to do with like Obi didn't score a ton of points or anything, but Obi did rebound mm-hmm. and he was tolerable on defense. Yep. And then also he provides a lot of spacing. Just the offense is just better, you know, when he's out there. You know, so I do hope Julius plays better, you know, going forward. But, you know, uh, I think uh is a big deal for Tibbs finally holding uh, Julius accountable because I didn't even realize he only had two rebounds by the time he got benched. Mm. You know, it was just he really wasn't doing much today. It was, you know, <clears throat> it's pretty hard to see, you know. Uh, but the other thing is, like, yeah, I think the other caller was talking about how Miami, they're up like 2-1 on the uh, on the bus. Yeah. Giannis is hurt. <sighs> for the first time, like, yeah. In like I don't know how many years I've been watching the Knicks and it's like John Stark did that three sixty layup on the fast break. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a long time ago. <laughs> so for the first time in like over twenty years, um, you know, more than twenty years, like going on thirty years, it feels like the Knicks actually it seems like there's a path. Yeah. I mean, they still gotta play the game, but there seems to be a path to the finals for the first time like in a long time. It's not like it doesn't feel as much like a pipe dream. No. So, Ed. but, you know, big up to the Knicks, you know, great game but on their part, you know, and, uh, you know, great show, guys. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Shout out to my guy, Big Reaper. Big Reaper. Long time, long time listener. Long, long, long time. 2016 listener. All right. Because we've been around for 2016 for you guys who didn't know. All right. Original OGs. Okay. Woof. Woof. All right. I don't know if you guys have anything to say. Can we have another call or you want to get to the next call? Let me go to the next caller. All right. Next caller up. My man Edson from LI. I thought it was Edson Sean for a second. What's going on, Edson? Let me know what you want to talk about, sir. All right. Before we talk about anything, guess who's outside on God's green earth? <laughs> who's outside? We outside. We outside <laughs> on God's green earth, everyone. Okay. We, we are on earth. Okay. <laughs> we are on earth, man. This is a great time. Man, outside of our, our own playoff games, but the way things are coming down, it is no joke that round one may flip the table in the script how things going off for, the, for us in the Easter Conference. And that gives me joy. That gives us, a, that gives us leeway to actually compete, but the way we are, are going at this pace, we had some minor, you know, tweaks and whatnot, but Tiff has shown that he can adjust. Yeah. Yeah. It was his growth moment. And like Lee said it, and everyone said we've been, that the elephant in the room is like saying, what are you going to do with Julian? He did the unthinkable. He broke, he, he broke a pattern. And, I'm with, and this is going to add on in the future. Understood. Even if, regardless, yeah, regardless how, we, how far we take it through, uh, to, to the postseason, it's going to come a long way. And it's going to influence about what decisions are going to be made after this is all said and done, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, because this is what it was all about in the beginning, okay? The best trade never made. We proved the haters wrong. Yep. Throughout the season, we were not against the media per se. We were against ourselves amongst the fan base to say, who must stay, who must go? And arbitrarily just saying, oh, we got to get this superstar. It's like, what are we talking about? And now... After things said and done, all those voices have silenced. And guess who's outside the loudest? Us. Yeah. The level-headed, the patient, and we are outside. And we are still here. Okay? There we go. Yes, sir. God bless everyone. God bless everyone. All right? All Let's right. get it going. We're, waiting. We're taking this. Game five. Let's all go. Right. All right. Thanks for calling in, my man. <laughs> Game five in the books. Call it 
gentlemen sweep loading. All right, get your suits ready, get dressed up, wear your best hot hat, gentlemen sweep. It's loading. Wrap this thing up. Wrap it up, B. Like Dave Chappelle said. All right. Yeah, yeah, wrap it up, B. Wrap it up, B. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's take this last call before we move on, Ben. We got Ben from Queens. Queens in the building. What's going on, Ben? Yo, Jay Ellis, what's good, man? What's, what's good, man? So all outside. What the hell? You know what it is. Yeah, we know. We now, know. I want to say this. Back in September, I was the last corner on one of your shows. And I said, I'm glad that phrase did not happen. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to fleece us of our bench. They wanted Kobe. Facts. They wanted rent um, from RJ. Mm-hmm. And they wanted Quickly and Four Pigs. Too much. I'm like, yo, what kind of people are going to put on the court? Too much. It's going to be Mitchell and, 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 and Brunson? Too much. <laughs> now, look. Look, look at who, who, who's leading us. OB. Quickly didn't score too well, but he gave us the defense. He's a dog. Yeah. And look at what RJ did. You see, now, now I'm saying that. I'm putting it out there. I don't care. Hate me again. We can make a run. Tell him. We could go there. I'm looking at Fifth Avenue. I'm looking at going crazy. I'm looking at an ocean of blue and orange. Mm-hmm. Because the, the teams in the East ain't built like that right now. The teams in the West ain't built like that right now. There's something special going right now. We outside. That's it. Gunshot. Gunshot. We outside. We the book. <laughs> I heard you, bro. <laughs> 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 the Yo, I, I told you guys like a month ago, Eastern Conference Finals. And I told you guys about two weeks ago, Finals. Both are happening this year. Yo. 100%. This is some weird, okay. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was crazy. But I'm I'm enjoying the moment. I would much rather go through a fully healthy team because I feel like this, I don't want no asterisks on our wins. That's, that's how I feel. But if we're going to go this way, then cool. We can go this way. I'm still going to enjoy the moment. You know what I'm saying? You know, at, the, at the same, like, I, I'm still enjoying the moment. I'm still enjoying the growth of our team because our team is, in fact, growing. And one of the things I'm most interested in seeing is how far we can really take this going, facing up on another team in another series, going to another level. I want to see if this R.J. Barrett game carries. I want to see. I already know what Jalen Brunson does. I want to see what the, the best one-two punch big men in, in the league and Hart and Mitch do. And I want to see if Julius Randle actually wakes up because Randle's still is sleeping right now. He's, he still hasn't put together a Randle game. So it, it's, this makes it seem crazy because it was important in the season. It was important in the first half. We were only up 10. And I'm looking at the game going, we should be up 20. <laughs> we missing free throws. Randle's missing shots. He's not playing well. Like, the guys are lucky to even be in the game, like, straight up. Because our second best players have been playing like Trey Dash. But I'm hoping Randall wakes up at some point for it. You know, I don't think anyone considers a Toronto Raptors championship with an asterisk. And they got very lucky that both KD and Clay Thompson got injured in the finals True. and weren't able to continue that series. And people still at Toronto, like, yo, that was an unbelievable championship. True. So injuries are a part of a game. Knock on wood, none happened to us or any other teams that we face in the playoffs. But a lot of teams right now in the East are decimated by major injuries. Heroes out for the Heat, and Jimmy Butler just in- injured his ass. Giannis is injured. Like the East, Embiid's injured. I think, I really believe we're going to make a run to the finals. I feel that the spirit, a 9 9 this team, you have a connection with Tibbs, connection with Rick Brunson. I feel it, man. I think it's very real and very plausible. And we're so deep that we can take, sustain bad games from our main rotation players. Randall and IQ have played horrible this yeah. oh yeah he's been great on defense randall's been terrible overall this yeah. entire series and we're up 3-1 in a dominant fashion like man the sky is really the limit with this team absolutely absolutely and i want to get into another reason why we're even up too quentin grimes went down and this man josh hart stepped up 19 points and rebounds two steals two assists Shut down Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell was only able to score what two points in the yep. fourth quarter. Yep. He, in his first, in the second half, he didn't score at all except for those two points. 
Yeah. Up until like 11 in the first half. Josh, he Donovan Mitchell is going to see Josh Hart in his nightmares. Yep. <laughs> the way he's been shooting. Donovan Mitchell has not played well in MSG this year at all. The other guys, to your point, really have really stepped up. Um, and it's funny, I was kind of Josh Hart didn't necessarily shoot all the way well, but the offensive rebounding, besides our one-two punch in Mitchell Robinson and Hartenstein. The offensive rebounding in Josh Hart in the fourth quarter was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Got us a bunch of second chance points and got a got a chance for us to hit some dagger threes in that fourth quarter. And yeah. as you know, like we might not know, but our team um, is number one in hitting threes after offensive rebounds. And we showed why in that fourth quarter when Josh Hart and, and other guys were in the game. That's an awesome stat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And I just want to jump in on Josh Hart, too, because he played great defense on Donovan Mitchell, but it wasn't just that, though. And again, I bring it back to Dibs because Dibs made a lot of great reads in the games, especially when Donovan Mitchell was out there. Like, for example, when the Cats went to their bench and Donovan Mitchell was out there, like Dibs surveyed the floor and saw that Donovan Mitchell is only their really real true threat out there on offense. And on situations like those, he actually sent double teams at Donovan Mitchell. They gave Donovan Mitchell a whole lot of different looks today as well, hmm. you know, but throwing the double teams at him and, you know, or showing double and don't double him and things of that nature. And I think they really confused him today yeah. and made life really difficult for Donovan Mitchell to go off. And I mean, any game where you hold Donovan Mitchell, five of 18 from the field, 11 points. And, you know, and we argue about Donovan Mitchell and say that, you know, you know, he may not be a clutch player and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you look at the stats, he is one of the highest scoring guards, or I should say one of the highest scoring players in playoff history when yeah. it comes to the playoffs. So, so he definitely is, so he definitely capable of dropping points in the playoffs. And that, and the fact that the Knicks threw so many different looks at him, doubled him at the right times, it made life so difficult. For him to only score 11 points in one game is amazing. And Josh Hart definitely stepped up to the plate tonight. Great defense. I love the fact that, you know, because the Cavaliers can play great defense as well. So the fact that when Josh Hart on fast breaks, you know, well, I should, well, when he gets rebounds or like when he, you know, oh, like when the Knicks get a rebound and he pushes the pace and things of that nature. And I, and I like the fact that he does that because the Knicks do need easy baskets against, especially against a tough Cleveland defense. The only thing about Josh Hart is that sometimes he gets out of control on some of those fast breaks. He just throws up shots hoping to get a foul. Yeah. But besides that, like, Josh Hart was amazing tonight. And the fact that the Knicks have IQ not playing well, Randall not playing well, even Grimes is out today. I mean, damn, like. Yeah. That, that just goes to show you, if these guys play well, Cleveland has no chance in hell to beat the Knicks. No chance in hell. Jay, do you remember what I said when we got Josh Hart? He said he was the best trade made uh, outside of Kevin Durant. 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Hey, I'm going to keep going about the others, man. Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein. My guy. Unbelievable. Both listen. One two punch center combo. Right hand jab cross. Like these guys were freaking phenomenal. It was like yep. Mitch took over the first half. Hartenstein took over the second half. Mitch first half, I'll battle battle Jared Allen and freaking Mobley at the same damn time for the whole first half, getting blocks, out rebounding them, making those guys look like small, making them look insignificant. So, it was kind of, it was a little, it looked a little demoralizing, man. I remember when ja, when there was debate, when Jared Allen was on the Brooklyn Nets and people were saying who's better, Jared Allen or Mitchell Robinson. I think Mitch still kind of remembers that debate because I think he takes that, that matchup perfect. And there was a video of him talking about how rattled they were. They looked rattled again. They, they, yep. They rattled. And the coach can play it off. Bigger staff, though, they just, you know, it's the moment. And he just hyped up. Nah, they were rattled. And it's funny because Jeff Van Gundy was trying to shoot them bail, too, to make it sound like they weren't rattled. He just worded it differently. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> like, 
she, she, she ain't ugly. She's just not attractive. It's the same thing. Bitch <laughs> 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 put it on him. And the same could be Smith for Hartenstein too. Came in it. One of the best adjustments made was that third quarter when um Garland came in the game. IQ, they put IQ on Garland, and as soon as that happened, Garland was cooled off. And then Hartenstein was entered at the same time, and he got he blocks. He steals Donovan Mitchell at the rim. He changed the complexion of the game. I'm sorry. I know you want to say say something. Go ahead, Lee. Leon Rose is executive of the year. Been saying this. Wrote about it. Zaya Hartenstein, Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson. Name me an exec that had better moves than that. My guy turned us from missing the playoffs and missing the lottery, being in purgatory this past season. I mean, Trevor Keels, RIP, man. Yeah. To having a team that has a legit shot at Eastern Conference Finals. Unbelievable job by Leon Rose, bouncing back from the horrible Kimball Walker, Evan Fournier summer to really addressing what the team needs and realizing I got to get Tibbs guys. Yeah. Like, I got to bring in guys that not only are his style of guys, but have another level that he can unlock. And man, he has. He has unlocked Josh Hart's three point shooting ability, he's unlocked Jalen Brunson's three point volume. He's unlocked Isaiah Hartenstein's high post passing, mm-hmm. finding cutters, uh, developing that floater game. That teardrop he has is automatic. Yep. Hats yeah. off, Leon Rose. You are my executive of the year, baby. I love the moves that you've made. And you know what? Good on you for not firing Tibbs. Good on you for ignoring people like me, multiple people all over Twitter. They were like hashtags to fire Tibbs. Yeah. I, I don't know what conversation you had with that man, but whatever you told him worked. Because he trusts you and he adjusted. Props. Yeah, absolutely. Facts. And I do want to throw one stat out there. Today, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley only combined for 11 rebounds. Mitch had 11 rebounds by himself. Mm. Big man Mitch. Worth every penny. All right. Worth every penny. Worth every penny. This this is this is. This is this is a masterclass on patience. When you see things changing and you don't get the results, that doesn't mean that things aren't changing. Like this is why when I talk to certain guys or talk to people, sometimes it's more about the process than the results. Of course, you want to get to the results, but the process is to me is almost just as important as the results. Because you can keep repeating that process over and over again until you perfect it, and eventually the results is gonna come. But sometimes, like, yep. it's kind of like, what's your road to being a millionaire? If I find a million dollars on the ground, I'm a millionaire. It's great. But did I grind to get that million? Did I figure out how to manage a million? Do I even know what to do with a million once I get it? You know what I mean? So it's like getting that instant million doesn't mean anything because you can lose it in an instant because you haven't gone through that process. The process is important. Now, someone who's grinding their way from a little bit has got has learned the lessons and now has the willing. And now you can keep the million. Now you can repeat the process. Now you can teach everybody else. So don't get, don't get, don't get blinded by the result. Oh, he hit a bunch of threes. What type of shots were, was he taking when he hit a bunch of threes? Were they good shots? Were they bad shots? Were he just hot that day? What would if he gets the process of getting the threes and getting the clear looks, that's a better look because then it's more sustainable. So don't get don't get too bogged down with just the result. You gotta keep in mind, you gotta keep in mind the process. All right. Breach. Yeah. Salute, salute to the chat. We got a bunch of super chats today. So I'm gonna get through these. And I thank you guys because Jay Ellis needs a new computer. <laughs> um, and I'm getting one, so this is definitely gonna help. All right. Uh, let's see. We got a bunch. I gotta scroll up. Hold on. Okay, y'all, 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 ball- <laughs> y'all balling today. Hold on, hold on. We got Gamer Channel sends a bunch of two dollars super chats and a five dollars super chat that says we outside. So shout out to you, Gamer. Love Gamer Channel. God. Yo, Gamer, check out the Gamer Channel fit on Twitter and Instagram when he has the KOT snapback match with the. The knit gear and the matching blue and orange sneakers. It's fresh. Fresh. <laughs> Shout out to Echelon who says Jay Josh Hart turned Spider Mitchell into Spider Ham. 
Okay, yeah. that's that's a that's a that's a well, Family Guy reference, right? Spider Ham. That's a Family Guy reference. All right. <laughs> I'm mad. I know that. All right. <laughs> another spot. Another spot on Super Chat from Gamer Channel says, "Let's show Hartenstein some love. His hustle, his defense, and his heart has been clutched for yep. us." Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who sent the Super Chat and supporting this show, man. If you like the show, su- subscribe to the channel. I'm letting you know. This is truly live. After this show ends, you're not going to be able to see this, this version, but I'm going to re-upload it, okay? Thank you. Thank you, YouTube Algorithms, for, for this game we're playing, all right? <laughs> but thank you guys for supporting the channel. If you love the channel, please subscribe to the channel and support and shit, all right? Cool. Yep. All right. Um, gentlemen, gentlemen, do you have anything else you want to get off your chest about the game, about Tibbs, about Leon Rose, about any player? That you... we, did, we didn't mention McBride. I'm sorry. We did not mention McBride. Yeah, I got an apology. I've been really, you know, enjoying and relishing all the W's I picked up this season with my early predictions, my mm-hmm. first year on the show. I got to apologize to my man, Jay Ellis. I took a massive L in one debate that we had. My man, Julius Randall is not clutch. I apologize, Jay Ellis, <laughs> for arguing tooth and nail about his assists and his rebounds and his steals and his blocks. Because none of that means anything when you are absolute ass and disappear for the second playoff series in a row. It's the elephant in the room, man. It's it's sad and depressing. And all this Eastern Conference Finals, Finals talk that I've been doing, that shit ain't happening if Julius Randle continues to play this way. We cannot depend on Josh Hart, Isaiah Hart, and Stutstein Super Games to get past second round. Yeah, I don't think we can get past the Bucks or the Heat if Julius Randle continues to play this way we need Randall to at least match his regular season output I mean it would be a hope and a prayer for him to exceed it but I was absolutely wrong about Julius Randall being a clutch player I'm gonna say here live on the show so everyone can hear me Jay Ellis you won that debate I was wrong brother my bad I hope he turns it around and I still have faith that he will uh I accept your apology bro it's cool it's cool um yeah, I was afraid. I was afraid of Julius Randle, man. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I, I was afraid of him getting in his head and you know not being able to live up to the moment. I was disappointed. Here's the thing about Randall. I'm not as mad at missed shots as I am of lack of effort. Like to me. That really pisses me off. Like you yep. came back, you, you had a layoff, you haven't played ball in two weeks. I kind of already said that, you know, I I don't I can see him having a shaky start to the playoffs because he hasn't played to me. I already said that, right? Granted, by this game, game four, I think he should have some type of reward. To be honest with you. So I'm not, but but I can still can kind of overlook that. But when you start the third quarter. Right? You've been rested. You've been sitting for 15, 12 minutes, however long the, the halftime is. First play of the game, Darius Garland gets to the paint and shoots a floater over you. You don't even have your hand up. You would just look at him and then just turn around. Get the get the get get off the court. Yeah. This is too important of a game for you to pull that lack of daysical stuff off. And this is, and this is a, and this shout out to Tibbs, him being benched for Obi who actually plays is what we've been begging for for seasons. This is why back last season I was seeing I was screaming fire Tibbs, even though I changed my mind now. It was because of stuff like that, and I'm glad he sat him down to because he needs to get it together, and not that, that's just offensively, because I can still halfway overlook it, even though personally I want him to do better. But I cannot excuse what two rebounds and no defense. I can't excuse it. So and you shouldn't. You, 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 I mean, you really shouldn't. And I'm only going to say this because there's a decision that has to be made this summer. We have all been anti trade this person. Like RJ has a bad game. None of us have ever been trade RJ. Or, you know, Brunson's over dribbling. Oh, he's an overpay. We've never gone that far on individual players for this team. But there's a decision that has to be made this summer on Obi Toppin. 
And if Julius Randle continues to play the way that he is, and Obi Toppin continues to play the way that he has, I think that the front office should side with Obi Toppin and let them move Randle. Because if you, all that regular season talk, that's cool that you can 20, 10, and 5 in regular season, all NBA, whatever. I want playoffs. And right now, Obi Toppin is outperforming Randall in the playoffs. And this is embarrassing for Julius Randall. If this continues until we're uh, eventually either win the championship or we're eliminated, Randall's got to go. You better, you better give Obi Toppin the extension. I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far. Um, I still think the playoffs definitely mean more, but I still think you can't ignore the, the whole 82-game season. Um I hope he gets it together. I hope he responds from that benching for sure. Cause he's, he himself said when we got rid of our first coach before Tibbs got here, that he needs a coach to hold him accountable. Now you're being held accountable. What are you going to do with the balls in your court? It's, I think it's still, he had 19, he had one good quarter so far this whole series when he scored 19 points and he, it, it wasn't just good because he was scoring. He was playing defense, you know, he was playing defense. Uh, and I'll even say, Game one, he played defense. Game two, he kind of he kind of wavered game two, didn't he? Yep. I feel like I was complaining about his defense on game two. Game three, the defense was better. Game today, it was it was booty cheeks. So he right now defensively, his defense his defensive effort is half and half. His offensive effort, his offense hasn't been good. I, I need him to get it together. He's better than this. I don't think Julius, I never was. I'm no, I don't think Julius Rundle is a clutch player, but I do believe he's a better player than this. I think he still can be better in this series and in the playoffs in general. I, I agree with you. We're no longer a developing team. Pitts for Timmy saying we shouldn't be having this conversation. I disagree. I disagree with him and Alexander. I think it's an important conversation to have because our best player of all the stars that are in the playoffs right now is playing the absolute worst. And a, a decision, like this is a year, this summer, we have to decide, do we give Obi Toppin the extension? Or do we try to trade him? There's no way we start the season uh, that's training camp with both Obi and Randall on, on the roster. It's not happening. We can't afford it. We got to pay Josh Hart. We got to pay Emmanuel quickly. I don't think that I think Obi Toppin's package for another perimeter player this summer. But if, if Randall does, does not show up at all in the playoffs, that's back to back postseason like horrible performances, choke jobs. How can you continue to invest in him when you have someone who's showing you they do have potential to perform higher in the playoffs and do the regular season with Obi Toppin? This is a discussion, I think, by the end of the postseason, the front office, whether we want to have it or not, is inconsequential. The front office will be having it. Randall's not going anywhere. I'm just you. <laughs> it's not happening. Randall is not going anywhere, it, it, especially not after this season. So this is a conversation amongst us as fans. But in the front office, the front office is not moving Julius Randle. That's just absolutely not. I disagree. Right. I, don't, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to get in this repetition thing of knee jerk reactions either. You know what I'm saying? But like, like, I I want to see what's going to happen. I want to see if he bounces back. Sure. I don't want to make a. He had a great season. All star season, MVP, MVP season. He said MVP season. I don't want to yes. throw out the baby with the bathwater because of these couple of games. But Jay, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying trade him now. That, that's that, that's not my offseason. You're saying in this offseason. Yes. Once the playoffs have concluded and we have his full body of work this postseason, you have to look at that body of work and say, is this a player worth investing in as our starting power forward? I think then the conversation will happen. I'm just bringing it up now because he's played like ass. Right. I think it's too I think I think it's too knee-jerk to trade him in the offseason after this. I think it's too knee-jerk. Yeah. Just like I thought it was too knee jerk to fire Tibbs and all this, this is we gotta we gotta slow down. <laughs> I mean, the front office was gonna fire Tibbs until he changed. So let's let's be honest and realistic with the situation. That wasn't just a fan thing. The front office was Ian Bedley reported we're looking to move on from yeah. him, but he made the changes he needed. Now Randall hasn't made the changes that he needed to prove that he's the same player in the postseason he is in the regular season. I believe he will. I believe he will. Anything that is Ryan. I mean, yeah, I was just maybe I'll go back and forth on the topic. Um, your, your volume is low, Ryan. I'm not sure. Huh? Your volume is a little low. I'm not sure. I, I don't. Well, I don't know. Okay. But um, don't don't the only thing I'll say is this. I mean, he has been underwhelming in the playoffs so far. It is disappointing that he has played 
this way so far in the playoffs. I forgot who mentioned it. I forgot where I heard it from. I don't know if it was on social media. I don't know if it was on a sports show that I was watching. But someone did make a mention that in the past when Julius Randle was hurt and he came back from a long layoff of being hurt and and he played bad like the first few games or so. And I think someone asked him a question about why, you know, you know, like about his bad play. And and Julius Randle mentioned something along, along the lines of like he's just struggling to find a rhythm since he's been since, you know, he's had a long layoff due to the injury. Now, I'm now based on based on what I heard from that, I'm assuming at this moment is because he was out with the ankle injury and he's struggling to find a rhythm at the moment. What I'm hoping is that something clicks for him and he eventually gets back into his rhythm to where he's going to look like Julius Randle in the regular season. Yeah. But what I'm hoping is that with the benching in the in the fourth game that is going to light a fire in him and that when game 5 comes in Cleveland because I mean no matter what nobody says about Julius Randle the Knicks are gonna, uh, the Knicks are not going to win Game Five in Cleveland if Julius Randle has another bad game. They're gonna need Julius Randle to step up and provide some help because the Knicks already playing uh, the Knicks are already outplaying the Cavs in the backcourt. Yeah, they're gonna need Julius Randle to step up because anyhow Julius Randle steps up, I think they take Game Five in Cleveland and the series is over. So yeah. they're gonna need Julius Randle down the line, especially if the Knicks are gonna go far in the playoffs. Now this whole trading Julius Randle thing. I'm not fully on board with that yet because, like Jalen says, I do think it's a knee-jerk reaction. There's more playoffs to go, especially if the Knicks get by the Cavaliers. Then, you know, there's a second round. If the Knicks get by the second round, you know, and they go further, there's going to be more games for Julius Randle to show his worth. But if he sticks up the whole playoffs, then I do believe that you, you, you may have to have some discussions within the front office, you know, saying that if you want to go forward with Julius Randle because I do agree his play in the regular season is very important. And Julius Randle contributed to a lot. And Julius Randle was a big reason as to why the Knicks won 47 games this past season. Yeah. He played a major role in that. But the major but the major thing is you need him to step up in the playoffs because he because he is essentially the second best player on the Knicks roster. And I don't think he can go far in the playoffs if, if the second best player on the roster is not producing the way he's producing in the regular season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and just to address the chat, I am not saying trade Randle now. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if he continues to play at the level he's playing with Tibbs has a bench him in four quarters for the rest of the playoffs, that conversation needs to be had this summer between who do you invest in, Obi or Randall. I think he will turn it around. I think he will bounce back. And whether they play Milwaukee or Miami, it won't matter. I think Randall will go off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and let's hope Randall goes off because we need you, Randall. We do. All right. All right. Shout out to the people in the chat, man. Hope you enjoyed this, the discussion uh, of the show. Shout out to Miles McBride. We didn't really give a big. Ch- I, I just Miles McBride could have easily played longer. This is one of the one of the weird shouts. Refer to pointed this out. It was one of the weirdest timeouts ever. The, the kids came in the game. Miles McBride was in the game, and we were up by five, and the kids kind of pushed it up to ten, right? And they were the, the Cavs were a little disjointed, and. Tibbs calls timeout and allows the other players to get back in the game. And I was kind of wondering, like, why? But Miles McBride played amazing defense, all right? There was a sequence when McBride and Nike were both kind of trapping uh, Donald Mitchell and, and making him kind of frazzled. And then there was another play where Donald Mitchell was trying to, like, go to the hole and draw a foul, and McBride defended him perfectly, avoided the contact, and was able to kind of get, like, a foul call in return after Mitchell missed a shot. I just want to give props to to, to McBride, who I was worried about, I'm not gonna lie, because he didn't look like it looked like he lost his rhythm where we were playing the Pacers in those last games that didn't mean anything. But he stepped up today in his few minutes when we played a big game in game four versus the Cavs. So shout out to Mops McBride. All right. All right. All right. That's that's the show, guys. Um Lee, let them know, man. Where can they find you, sir? At underscore Lee Escobedo, L-E-E-E-S-C-O-B-E-D-O. And shout out to my pops. That was probably the most fun I've ever had to watch in its playoff game. I know I only have a handful to, to point to in the last <laughs> two decades, but that was a hell of a time, man. Love you, pops. Thanks for watching the game with me. 
right, all right. And Ryan G, let him know who can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I. And you can also find me on Instagram at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right. And you already know, find us on the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick of Time show on Instagram, and the Nick of Time show on Facebook. Definitely, you got to do that. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, wherever you can listen to podcasts. You can listen to the KOT show. So definitely do that. All right. And get your snapbacks at the Nick of Time show.com. That is the Nick of Time show.com. Just go to the site, the catalog button at the top. Boom. Get your merch, snapbacks. Good to go. All right, so shout out to you guys for supporting the show, supporting KOT. And yeah, man, let's close this baby out. Let's close it out. We got a, we got a job to do. We got a job to do on Wednesday. So, gentlemen, sweep loading. Get on your, your, your Knicks best. Suit up. Get ready for the sweep. We need Randall playing well. We need the other guys playing well. These guys play. Mitchell hits shots when he's in Cleveland, all right? We got to play them well. So, let, let's get it together and close it out, all right? Great show, guys. Um, that is our show. And as always, shout out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. The mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That's our show. We out this mug. Peace. Later.